You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. May wishes all come true. Tiana, where are you singing? <laughs> Sorry, I'm still fixing my hair. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV Parenthood After Show. We are doing Season 5, Episode 13. Jump ball. We have a full panel tonight. This Yay! is awesome. Yay. Yay, and I'm not engineering as well, so another great thing to boot. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini, and with me, I have my lovely three co-hosts tonight. I'm Danica Kennedy. I'm Tiana Hobson, and I fixed my hair. Great. That's <laughs> and great. I'm Elena Jordan. Yes, welcome back, ladies. Uh, this episode, it, it was kind of emotional, but and then there was some funny sides. Overall, as an episode, did you like it? Did you hate it? I thought it was slow. It did feel a little bit slow. It felt really slow, and it felt like a lot happened, but not really anything of that much significance. Like, it it felt like a filler show instead of an actual episode where I actually move forward in storylines. I feel like storylines got like, oh, we'll give you a little bit here. It was a transitional episode, because we see all of them really at the tail end of one big thing that happened and then moving on to the next big thing. It's the in-between. Mm-hmm. But I expected lot- to see... Oh, what were you going to say? It just seemed like a lot of small situations representing big emotions, but mm-hmm. very, like, you know, there's a lot of just talk and not that much, but then this one part is going to be really intense, but then there's going to be just a lot. And I think we can get into this later, but the Amber part, the way the preview had it set up, I thought that was going to be a much bigger yeah. thing this week, so I think I was expecting a big showdown mm-hmm. and a big spectacle, and it was just so... Flatlined yeah. for me. And we'll, we'll get to that. What did you think, Dan? I expected that they were going to show the things that they're showing for next week's episode. So yeah. I thought they were going to do mm-hmm. the whole photo shoot this mm-hmm. week and they were going to have the whole Sarah Hank situation, the romance, which I'm still yeah. looking forward to. But I thought that was going to be this week. It just was kind of stretched out longer. I thought that Julia and Joel were going to have, like, a big fight. I'll get into what I think about yeah. that when we get into well, it. You know, let's, let's get into it. Let's start with Drew, because Drew's storyline was actually fairly easy tonight. Amy's still living at the college <sighs> campus, Which I guess, with weird. Drew. She's two been weeks. Two weeks. That's a long time. Long enough to know that something's up with Amy. What did you think of Amy's... Do you think Amy's kind of having separation anxiety? Or she says she's really alone, scary alone. And I can kind of understand that. I mean, she's in college. She's away from her home. She's away from her family and friends. She might be feeling, yeah, really alone. And that's hard for a a young woman to go through that. But either way, it's weird to move in with your Mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend from high school into their dorm room. Like... If yeah. you're having problems and you're you don't like your school and you can't make friends and you're far away and you hate the weather, then move back home or get your own apartment 
Don't Figure something out. Talk like, to your parents yeah, about it. She hasn't even talked to her parents. Dorm room. Yeah. Could she still lying to her parents on yeah. the phone and be like, oh no, it's cold in here because she's supposed to be on the East Coast. They have yeah. no idea. That I think it's she... I think it's weird, but I also remember in college there was always that one guy who had his friends who were, you know, kind of freeloaders and not really in college, who would come stay at the dorms and be there for like a month. And mm-hmm. it's fun at the beginning, but then after a while, like Drew's roommate was kind of like, dude, it's been two weeks. Mm-hmm. How, you know, it's fun in the beginning, and then you kind of look like that desperate, sad, lonely person who is still just she hanging is. out doing nothing. Like, she's sitting she in is. the room all day doing what? And Drew's going to class. She's doing Drew. stuff. Yeah. And I think that she's dragging Drew down with her, and mm-hmm. I don't want him to go down the path. I mean, she She's got into it a little trips. bit more saying, you know, how alone and depressed she felt. It sounded like she was on the verge of suicidal tendencies when she was out it. there alone. So, I I mean, I, I feel for her on that part, but it also seems like she's trying to bring Drew down. Drew finally was getting to a happy place, a normal place, getting his flow at college, and now she's back and he's cutting off communication with people and Mm -hmm. staying dormant in the dorm rooms with her and not going on a class field trip that sounded like fun. I don't do nature, but that sounded like fun. What do you think of Natalie? Because we've seen Natalie in the past few episodes and she keeps saying, I don't want a relationship and whatnot. Let's just be friends. But then she immediately says... But I miss you. She sounds like she's mm-hmm. getting emotionally attached. She she wants a relationship whether she likes it or not. She's, she's lying to herself. She wants him to want her and nobody else, but she doesn't want the responsibility of an actual relationship. She's probably jealous now that she's seen him with mm-hmm. another girl yeah. in front of her also. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Drew should be with either of those girls. No, I think he's I out of their like league. Of They're, both They're both clingy. Annoying. They're both clingy. Yeah, they're both clingy. Amy really bothers me, though. Natalie is just annoying. <laughs> like, Amy... They're both annoying. they have that whole history together, too, it's like, oh, that's too much baggage. You just mm-hmm. need to, like, Agreed. start yeah. fresh. And, and Natalie says that their whole field trip, uh, and they have to go to a hotel and stay overnight and whatnot, but having a meteor shower, I guess it's kind of romantic, but obviously you've never been to the Midwest and never seen a meteor shower. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happens in the Midwest a lot, actually. Well, I think but, that Natalie thing is I think she's good for Drew to get him out of his shell and to get him to experience college the way that the average American college goer experiences it to get out of his shell because he's a very he's introverted you know Mm -hmm. she's kind of there to you know help him let loose and have fun she blatantly was saying like dude come look at this media shower and let's have sex under the stars (laughs) so he missed up on that social cue so maybe he has Asperger's. No, I'm just... And everyone does. <laughs> everyone has But Asperger's again, now. Amy just, like you said, drags Drew back down and still clings on to him. What make Drew... Um, from Siri Avengers... She's a vampire. Vampire. She's a vampire! <laughs> just sucks all the energy. Sucks all the, the energy, life energy in life out of Drew. And here's Natalie trying to bring revive him and make him fun. Yes. For those who don't know that reference, <laughs> you should check up uh, our creator, executive producer here, Kevin Undergar's film, Serial Buddies, and you'll understand the terminology. Watch it and rate and comment on that. And while you're doing that, you can rate and comment on the Parenthood After Show here. We love five stars. Mm-hmm. Go on iTunes, give us a nice review, and uh, also YouTube. I love the comments. I do read all of them. Yes. And uh, shout out to, I forget, I'm sorry, I forget who the person who commented last week on our video they asked me so yeah. random what's my favorite basketball team 
and I'll just say Boston Celtics. I have my reasons. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> but, answer that question for you on YouTube, but it's all time, so I didn't want to say that. I had yes, that's where we disagree. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, yes, but please write and comment and uh, let us know what we're doing, what you love about the show, and thank you to everyone on Twitter also who keeps commenting and about this amazing show. We love it too. So um, yes, but uh, um, going back to Natalie. Yes, she's clingy right now, but I don't know. I don't know. Amy and Natalie, they just need to get out of Drew's life. Yeah. He needs to find himself. Ditch them both. Enjoy college. Be on your own for a bit, Drew. You don't need either of these clingy ladies dragging you down. Maybe yeah, he should go experiment with his sexuality. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know. He is a freshman. That's when it usually happens. Astro, maybe. Yeah. Scout. <laughs> yeah, I think we, they're up there, you know. I think the show could use a little pizzazz and have a little gay boy around. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be a nice <laughs> twist, definitely. But, uh, and then we Again, see... writer prepared. Writer, I am down. available. I'm here. I have all these ideas. Just call me. I swear. Yeah. I'm over here thinking, like, who else could they make gay on this show? <laughs> like, if I was a writer. Gay's they like can, the new black. You have to they have can one. Make Jab- it really is. It's so trendy to be gay right now. They can make Jabbar gay. <laughs> they could make Jabbar I gay. I mean, oh, he did take ballet, ballet lessons, class. but nothing against guys, too. In ballet. I know a lot of guys who My friend Adrian actually texted me. She was like, Do you think they're going to make Jabari gay on Parenthood <laughs> after that episode? You know, I wouldn't mind that. It'd be fun. Me neither. It would be, be cool to see how Crosby, to see, rea- Crosby reacts uh-huh. to that. It, to, it would be interesting. Yeah. But, okay, so, yes, and then we see Drew goes back to Amy in the end, being like, Oh, cuddle, cuddle up. Okay, yeah. Sweet? No, I don't think so. I don't think that was no. I think that I don't know if it was meant to be sweet, but I didn't think it was. No. <laughs> I was disappointed in Drew. Yeah, yeah. For going just back. like yeah. just going, re- re- digressing back to who he don't used fail. to be with Amy. Yeah. Okay, but uh, but guess who else is back? Millie. Millie Yay. returns from her artic- uh, artistic trip in Europe, and. And, you know, Zeke is actually a little bit more romantic. You know, some separation does the heart good, I guess. I'm just glad he paid someone to clean that house. It's a dirty mess. That's what I was worried about when she came home. I was like, oh, no, it's going to be a huge mess. And luckily, everyone was there to greet her at, like, a big surprise party. That was a humongous reunion. I mean, she's only been gone one month. I did love which one of you was like, how did they hide all those cars? She pulls up. There's no, not a single car in the driveway. Where did they park? That's a long driveway that they have. So they all walk a mile to get inside the house. I'm just wondering how you pull off a surprise like that. But it was still Uh cute. She's reunited with all her kids for a family that size that sees each other multiple times a week, every single day. Yeah, she's like Danica. She's gone for a while and comes back with a jazzy new haircut. Yeah. Refreshed, but yet Millie <laughs> looked refreshed. Yeah. When she came back, she was all happy. Yeah, she looked but great. But now she wants to leave again. Yeah, she, she had so much fun. Again. She wants to leave again. What? How do you think Zeke will handle that if she leaves again? For that, because her art group wants to leave for three months this time. I think he should just go with her. I like, think why so won't too. He just, it's not. They're not moving there. It's just a trip. It's a vacation. He's an old man doing nothing anyways. Just suck it up and but go. But he hasn't been invited, guys. Oh, yes. he needs an I invitation. Mean, but, uh, 
But the other side of that is, why wait for an invitation? Maybe she's waiting for you to just say, I want to go with you. And I yeah, think that's, especially if it's France. Yeah, I think that's, that's what romantic. she's waiting for. She's waiting for him to be like, I'm coming with you on this mm-hmm, trip. And mm-hmm. instead, he's sitting back waiting for an invitation because that was his big complaint over this past trip was, oh, well, everyone's like, Dad, why aren't you going? I wasn't invited. Yeah, but <laughs> and then Millie makes it really clear that this is her dream and she's not giving it up. Mm-hmm. So Zeke better get on that bandwagon or she, he's going to be alone again. She kind of yeah. calls his bluff with it, too, because she goes, look, I know that you're not ready to sell the house, but... Mm-hmm. I've got to, if you're not going to sell the house, and this is what i got to do. I yeah, it's like, and, work, and I'll pay mm-hmm. for it myself. Like, you don't want to sell the house? I want to go on this trip. You know, you got to compromise. This wasn't mm-hmm. in this episode. It was last week's when I was gone. But um, Zeke's new guy friend said something right. along the lines of, like, why don't you just buy a first-class ticket for both you guys, mm-hmm. hop on the plane, be romantic, and take off, and then... There, I was voila. hoping in that episode that that's what that he would do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is, it's another tee up. Come on, Zeke, take I, it. I don't think. Second chance. Yeah, I don't think Millie should go on the second trip. I think Zeke and Millie needs to go just somewhere else by themselves, mm-hmm. have a nice retreat vacation to themselves. Just alone. Somewhere they couples both want to go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Palm Springs. Old people like Palm Springs, yeah. right? Palm, Palm Springs, Springs and- Florida. Where else could they go? Caribbean, <laughs> Keys, somewhere exotic. Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> like, where else do old people go? <laughs> that I guess that's that's a big. Or go to France place like together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go to Paris and have it be a romantic thing. She can paint without. But does Zeke her want to change around? around. Make it. Yeah, but does Zeke yeah, want to travel? Up one of your French girls, Jack. I want to think about that. One of those paintings yeah. now. Quite the artist. But does Zeke want to travel though? No, no, he wants to. Zeke doesn't. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do for the person that you love. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like for the longest time, Millie has been doing exactly what Zeke wants for mm-hmm. you know the majority of their relationship, and now it's Zeke's time to you know put his discretions or, you know, his hang-ups behind him and do what his wife wants to do. Like, sometimes you have to take a sacrifice for the one you love, and she's been sacrificing for so long that it's his turn to sacrifice mm-hmm. a little bit. I just can't relate at all. Like, I would love to go on vacation. Yeah, that's what I'm like, having a hard time. I'm just like... like why would he want to just sit at home? Yeah, there oh, you and do want nothing? me like, to travel? You sure. want to hear? I mean, he... What did he say to her? He was like, oh, you missed... Uh, the campaign, which she lost, yeah. and Amber's <laughs> breakup. Like, both very yeah. negative things. You missed a lot of things in a month. Yeah. Two very And then she says, things. well, that's another thing about going away is you realize life, life goes, goes on. on without you and <laughs> you're not so really true. needed. I mean, it's sad but true. When you go on vacation, when you die, life goes on, you know, like, either way. Like, Danica's yeah, just killing people now. <laughs> I was gone for a few weeks and no one noticed. <laughs> Oh, no, we noticed. But the, we noticed. the, the thing is, is that <laughs> Millie realized that everything was okay. And then she thinks that because Zeke is happy, that he'll still be happy if she leaves again. So, I don't know. Where, where do you think that's going to go? Those that's two need to start using their actual words because I don't mm-hmm. think either one of them is actually happy. But they just keep putting on the smile mm-hmm. for the other one. And I don't think that the other one is buying that the other one's really happy. And they're still not. Zeke like, needs to suck it up and just be like, Camille, I appreciate you. You were gone. I missed you. 
I ran out of clean underwear. I couldn't clean <laughs> dishes. I forgot where the dishwasher was. It was crazy. Couldn't, couldn't cook dinner. Yeah, I've been that great with communication. Same with, I mean, we're going to get into Julia and Joel, but I'm like, just talk to each other. Just say, I love you. I miss <laughs> you. Have makeup sex and it'll be fine. <laughs> like, just move on. But the, the thing is, is that their generation, they're mostly for the older generation now, they're mostly known for the best communication. That's why the older generation are usually still together. Mm-hmm. And so it's ironic that they can't really communicate in that way yeah. right now in the show. So I, I find it kind of hard to believe that they can't really find that common ground with each other. And their generation is also the generation that doesn't just, if something's broken, they don't just throw it away. Mm-hmm. They fix they it. They fix so it. I think that we will see them, you know, trying to fix it. Um, eventually, because yeah. I don't think that I think that if you've been together this long, and I don't think either one of them wants it to be over, so I think that that will be the thing that keeps them mm-hmm. going and fighting for their relationship. But I think Zeke had some realization that oh, Millie's gonna leave again. Maybe I should go with her. It really surprised him this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. He should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else on that? But. No. Millie might yeah. leave again. All right. So Hank, Hank goes to Adam, um, and then gives him uh, this picture of Bob Dylan that he t- he took, and wants Adam to th- put it up and frame it in the luncheonette. You know, music, creativity, inspiration, and then also slight, like very subtle. While he's doing that, asks for Doctor Pelican's number, who's mm-hmm. the doctor for uh, Max's Asperger's. Um, I uh, who well, they named him after. Dr. Pelican. Dr. Pelican. Yeah. With a K. <laughs> yeah, it's, it took me the whole episode to realize that that was actually his name. Dr. Pelican. Dr. I was like, no, they're saying something like French or something, and I can't understand nope. it. Yeah. Nope. He, Dr. It's Pelican. Pelican. Dr. Pelican. Well, Dr. Pelican was mostly in season one when they first found out about yeah. Max's mm-hmm. um, Asperger's. So it was nice to see him come back. And then, of course, Adam's very suspicious in a way and even tells Crosby oh yeah he asked me for a number I feel like that's just not something you say to Crosby be like that's just something simple that you don't really have to gossip about Mm -hmm. but then Crosby is be like uh yeah Hank's a little weird <laughs> and Adam, what did you think of Adam? Like really sticking up for uh, I like that he did. I loved that. it. I did too. Because he has a son that's like that, so mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want my son to be excluded from everything just because he's mm-hmm. different. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to exclude other people either. And he sees Hank as an inspiration when he's talking to Christina. He's like, you know, if Hank has he's the same thing as Max, he's done. He's yeah. a successful businessman. He's, he's got a kid. Got a kid. He's, yeah, he was had, married he at wife. one point. <laughs> yeah, he at some point took a really awesome picture of Bob Dylan. Like, mm-hmm. that's... I was like, they just kind of glazed over that. Like, Hank is pretty awesome. That was, yeah. <laughs> he's pretty awesome. Pretty that's pretty cool. And I think that Crosby's reaction is, you know, especially with the last... Was that last week when we saw um, Max trying to... In a fight with his friend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago? Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, especially after that, that's when, you know, it really hit Christina and Adam that, you know, Max is different. The kids are starting to notice. He's you know, kind of in his own bubble, and will he ever be able to find his groove and his his kind of niche and his group of friends? And I think that hearing Crosby especially talk about him when they have a kid in their family, first of all, you shouldn't, you know, that's bullying. 
You know, Crosby's the cool kid, and you know, he still has that cool kid mentality, and he's cool with Max. But that's because he's family. As soon as it's outside, and I don't think Crosby's mind is like thinks about that, thinking about the fact that like there's other people like Max out there who you have to be cool with too. And they and Max's the Maxes of the world grow up to be adults, and you know that's what Hank is doing right now. He's mm-hmm. the grown up version of Max, and Crosby's not getting it. But then you know again, use your words, Adam. Mm-hmm. Don't just blow up at him. Say hey. This guy could be just like Max, and why don't you take a second to think about what you say before you the words come out of your mouth? Yeah, it just surprised me how Crosby didn't pick up the, pick up that Hank might also has it, knowing that Max has it, mm-hmm. and like picking up those social cues as well, and not applying it to Hank. It's but Crosby's just, also distracted. He was not he's got a new baby. He's not really thinking like, oh, That's Hank true. Max. He's thinking this is my poker game. This is when I get to hang out with the dudes. Like, and I now don't you're inviting this weirdo. weird guy that is and my sister's ex boyfriend. Well. Yeah. Such, such a failed boys poker night. <laughs> okay, why was Hank wearing sunglasses, trying to look all I think cool? he was. It was like a poker. towel, yeah, yeah, so that he wouldn't have like a towel. I was, you know, I was actually excited to see this. Poker game. I was, I was like, like what? Hank could really kill them if he had he like he had a huge stack of chips in front yeah, of him. If he like had Asperger's and like tendencies, he might be good at counting cars. He yeah. he could have like rocked that poker game, but it was a very short lived game. I don't even think they did him on round. No, because Hank did not want that wild card rule. Yeah, Hank had problems with the the wild cards, and then that led up, and then Joel left. He all he and we'll get into Joel's storyline, but he was the first one to peace out, and then Crosby left. Be like, I have a baby that's going to be awake in five hours because he didn't want to play poker with Hank anyways. Mm -hmm. And then like everyone just started checking out. Yeah, that was sad. Because in that moment is when you really saw that Hank had a so very Max moment. Mm -hmm. That is something that Max, you know, would freak out over and linger on and keep bringing up to the point of exhaustion for everyone around him. So that's when it's really like, whoa. And and the, oh, I'm sorry, the the fact that Hank didn't really think about, oh, deuces or, you know, or wilds and whatnot, that that was such a small detail that got overblown, just like a lot of things that Mm -hmm. Max does. Mm -hmm. Little things he blows up about, but he, he didn't have the guys realize that, oh, it's no big deal, but Hank made it a big deal. I did love the scene, though, when everybody leaves that, you know, and Adam's kind of distraught that Hank's still there. So it shows, like, the two of them are still kind of, they're becoming better friends. Hank needs a friend. They're that's bonded not by Max. It in a weird yeah. way. It's <laughs> yeah. not a kid. <laughs> well, we say Max needs a friend that's more his age. Hank needs a friend that's yeah. more his age. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. Hopefully, they'll br- that'd be cool if they brought another older guy just to play off of Hank's, Hank's character. A nice foil for him. Yeah. Not Adam's Adam. friends with both of them, so <laughs> yeah. it brings them together. And then the, the two random guys at the poker table yeah. as well. We never got their names, but they were just there. Yeah. They were just there. It's like, hey, you. <laughs> guy one, guy two. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that Crosby and Adam have so many good close friends that they play poker with all the time. Yeah. yeah. That we've never seen before. Yeah, but <laughs> fa- failed poker night, but it, it was nice to see Adam really understand Hank because he has Max and he mm-hmm. understands people with Asperger's and their tendencies. Well, and then Crosby they bond over cigars. The one that was really messing it up, I felt like. Yeah. yeah. With the yeah. whole Joel situation. He was kind of poking Chill at him. out, Crosby. Was, yeah. yeah. Crosby was a little annoying in this episode. Yeah. 
They were all very tense. Like, it seems like all the Bravermans were very mm-hmm. on edge this episode. This whole season, mm-hmm. I feel like they're more tense than the previous seasons. For a family that's all about communication, they sure had a lot of, like, hold it in and blow <laughs> up at each other. Mm-hmm. They're very emotionally it's unstable this though. season. Very emotionally yeah. unstable this season. Uh, I want to just say <laughs> that I did not... Sorry, this is about Dr. Pelican. And <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered this. But let's go back to his diagnosis of Hank as a jump ball. Oh, Which <laughs> I love. <laughs> really? Cause I, I like, love. I mean, I get it Actually. that you're not going to tell him because, you know, you don't have the... It, the medical test and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if a doctor ever told me that something was a jump ball, I'd be like, this is not a Lakers game. Get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you know, can't just leave it at jump ball. Okay. All right, all right. And to argue that, that, that Hank only had one session with Dr. Pelican. It was more of a consult consultation than a, like a full-blown mm-hmm. repeated appointments, like in therapeutic kind of sessions that he's had. Pelican has had more sessions with um, Max and more time to oh, really yeah. assess yeah. his mm-hmm. um, his condition. And this was only one, so I think that was actually good to say. Just for this one time that we're meeting, yeah, it's really up in the air. You don't mm-hmm. know if you have it or not. It is a jump ball, and I love the basketball reference. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it that he's not going to tell him, and I, you know, as a doctor professional, you shouldn't give out information unless mm-hmm. you know for sure because yeah. that could be a lawsuit. But you don't just say that though. Like, yeah, pregnancy yeah. test results. Oh, jump ball. Oh, jump ball. <laughs> you're pregnant or you're not. Yeah, you know it's a jump ball if you're pregnant or not. You know. Just... Do I have cancer? We'll I did love Hank's quote though when he was like a jump ball and he's explaining it. And he's like, I know what a jump ball is. I'm not that Asperger. <laughs> <laughs> That was like, Hank, you're awesome. Um, yes, so, but we still believe that Hank might have Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think so, definitely. I think so. It's just a matter, he's not as bad as Max is right now. Yeah. We talked about that a long to, time ago, mm-hmm. though. I yeah. remember, I think Tiana was the one that brought it up. You were yeah, like, I said he has a mild as- form of mm-hmm. Asperger's. Like, mm-hmm. way back, so. Yeah, Tiana yeah. called it. All right, so, Joel and Julia. <laughs> Goodness. But uh, this relationship, it's 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 on the fast track to disaster. Right they now, they don't communicate. Though, no, they're not communicating, and that's really bad. Like communication is key to any relationship, and yeah. they don't even like talk to each other about what happened. He's just so angry at her, and like won't even have a conversation. And she's not helping either. She doesn't say anything like well julia is trying to help help. the situation that much though no julia is trying to amend things because joel keeps saying this is your fault this is your mess that you created but we see in this whole episode julia's trying to fix it Mm -hmm. she's trying to talk to joel he's not having any of it because we find out joel slept the night away as somewhere else he didn't come back but and then julia be like all the nights that we argued i never went away i was always here at home at the end of the night you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's saying things like, I'm sorry, and that's kind of it. They're like, not like sincere and not like, I mm-hmm. love you and I care about you. It's like, oh, sorry, it meant nothing to me, so I didn't bring it up. You know, like, she kind of is just saying short excuses and saying, like, I didn't do anything wrong, basically, instead of just being like, I am so sorry, I'll never do that mm-hmm. again, and I really love and care about you. I mm-hmm. see that, but I kind of agree with Marissa on this one that I think Julia is 
at least trying. She's at least saying, like, hey, like, let's go talk to someone. She's offered to go to counseling. Yeah, yeah. that's true. She's, she's like, trying something. to fix their marriage, and Joel mm-hmm. is so stuck and stubborn that he's not having it any other way, and so he's he's the one who's creating more of the problems now because he won't talk to her. He won't look at her. And I know it's hard, but it's still your marriage. So I think that you should be doing something about it. And she and Julia brings up a great point. They used to fight and fuss all the time. And she always came back home. And, you know, there were some nights, you know, that Joel was doing some, you know, things and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she always was there at the end of the night, you know, to be there with her husband to work through the problem and... And and we see in tonight's episode, it's starting to affect the kids because they're mm-hmm. realizing that mm-hmm. the parents aren't always together now. And where's dad? Oh. And then Julia's lying to the kids yeah. about mm-hmm. his whereabouts. He could have left a note. He could have. I mean... Well, he didn't know, too. He got really drunk when he... Like, he went to the trailer and he oh, drank yeah. at yeah. work. And then, I mean, but... You know, like she said, she doesn't know if he was by himself or with mm-hmm. Pete or, you know. But mm-hmm. it could be innocent. He could have just gone there and gotten really drunk and thought, you know, I don't want to drive when I'm intoxicated. I'll just sleep here. Yeah. Do you think but he's going to hug out with Pete? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I, I hope think, not. No. I think after Pete kind of flipped out about his personal issues, you know, yeah, a couple episodes. I think she's just like, she's business. all about business. Yeah. I did like the scene with Julia going to uh, her sister, yeah. Sarah, mm-hmm. and they have a, a nice talk about it, Julia, because Millie's gone. So she, we usually see Julia and Camille together talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Julia's problems, but Camille's just got back. She's been gone most of the time, and so she goes to Sarah and talks about it. And Sarah had some nice things to say. I love all the sibling scenes. Uh, they're always so it's sweet. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've seen Sarah and... Uh, Julia together, yeah. just them two alone. And I really liked that Sarah, or that Julia, you know, finally kind of admitted that she should have mm-hmm. pulled away from that kiss half, half a second, a second. Mm-hmm. sooner than she did. So she finally kind of admitted that maybe it wasn't just him kissing her and that yeah. mm-hmm. she did have something to hide from Joel, which explains why Joel is so upset. Yeah, and I, I love Sarah's line of, all you have all you have is not going to go away because of a half a second. That's what I was going to say, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that line. Except it kind of did at the end. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Joel, we see Joel, like, Didn't contemplate with his kids how it's going to affect them. And then at the end of the night, he tells Julia he's moving out. He's leaving. Yeah. Guys, how creepy it is. I'm sorry. When he was, like, watching his kids sleep and, like, touching, you know, oh, their faces yeah. and stuff. I mean, I get it that parents do that. They watch over their kids. But how creepy is it to think that, like, someone's, like, watching you and, like, touching you and you don't feel it or react or anything? That's where my mind went when I saw that. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, someone could be watching you sleep all the time. And it's kind of creepy if you were to wake up to someone, like, petting your face, even if it is your parents. That was a touching moment of this man. Like, I love my kids. What should I I do? You're like, how creepy. Tiana. When you go to sleep tonight, think about someone coming into your home and touching your face and you not knowing. No, that that was one of the most sweetest moments. And then you made it dirty. Made it creepy. <laughs> he made it very creepy. I'm sorry, that's just weird. Yeah, like no, recuts that scene of him like walking in and the house being empty and just has like horror music in the background. No, but that was just Joel's realization that it's really gonna affect his kids, even though he he really yeah. loves the two, and he does love Julia, but this is his choice. He's moving out, 
and we're going to be seeing the previews, but... Well, because that was my first thought. I was like, ooh, you just got that adoption done. They're going to come back and be like, whoa, what is happening? And Mm -hmm. a whole other Victor thing. Julie, you thought Victor hated you before. They should have started seeing somebody when the whole Victor getting held back. I know we've been saying that for a few episodes, but it's like, come on. When they got Victor, the whole family should have been in counseling from the Mm -hmm. moment that they got Victor. Yep. But because yes, Sydney definitely needed to talk to somebody because that girl, she, she was such a brat. I don't like Sydney; <laughs> she bothers me. She's too smart for her own good. I know yeah. the rules, mom. Yeah. I know how it works. She's too smart. She's for her too know it all. She makes me think like she's gonna grow up to be like Alex on Modern Family. You know, yeah. like the really, really Nerdy. smart, like hyper, like you know, stressed out about everything. Where you're just like, calm down, Sydney. Like, like you don't have to be perfect at everything <laughs> all the time. Yeah, but uh, it it'll be interesting to see where it's going on because it just it every episode their relationship just gets worse and worse, mm-hmm. and we see Amber getting worse this episode. She's a hot mess this episode. She is. She's drinking. Mae Whitman, just give her all the awards. All the awards. Just give them to that woman. She's such a award snub. For (laughs) this whole cast. I mean, Monica Potter just had Golden Globe nomination, but this whole cast in general. Yeah. 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 They each should have an Emmy, at least one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, multiple. But okay, so we see Amber. She's on. Uh, she's still mourning the loss of Ryan. I guess so. Like they're they're broken up. She's she's broken over it. Called in sick. Called in sick. Didn't go to the Millie reunion. And then we see her driving along the. She was at the Millie reunion. Was she? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, but you, we see her along. She didn't want some alone time. She's trying to think. Think about her life. She's at the beach. And then we see Sarah Roaring being that mm-hmm. typical mother. Showing the up with some chicken soup. soup at her house. She's like, yeah, you're not here. <laughs> I'm going to call uh, you I'm in an hour. <laughs> and she never called her again. Or Amber just didn't answer the phone call because she was drunk. But Yeah, so, and then Amber, she's drinking and driving. And then she, she goes to, she. it looks like in the preview from last week, Looks like that Seth, her father, just showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was actually the other way. She went she to go went find to, Seth. She tracked him down. Yeah, I thought she just randomly walked into a bar and he happened to be working there. I was like, what? He's been right there this whole time and, you know, wasn't doing anything. But she went and found him. But I did think it was weird that he didn't seem to notice her until after she'd yeah. been there for two hours yeah. sitting at the bar. Like, Well, he was working in the kitchen. I mean, yeah, and she was kind of so. had her head down, but still the way he, the window he kept coming to to bring food, at some point you would have yeah. been like, that kind of looks like my daughter. And this creepy <laughs> guy kept bothering her. His name was Jason. Creepy Jason. Jason. Yeah. Creepy. Jason's are always Jason creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Jason watches. I hope Jason's watching too. <laughs> but uh, yes, this weird guy's hitting on her. But uh, she's making a scene at the bar. Mm-hmm. Seth comes swooping in. And then she, they go outside, and she just, like, rips out her father and rips him a new one. And then she, she's worried about pretty much blaming her whole breakup, fiance, breaking up with her fiancé, with, with Ryan, blaming it on Seth. And saying that uh, she's worried that she's just like her father. Do you think, do you believe that? Or is she more like her mother? Sarah? I wrote, as soon as she said, I'm afraid I'm just like you, I said, that's wrong. Yeah, because she, she is, is like just, her like her just like her mother. That's why they clash all the time. And that's why they don't always get along. Yeah, But Seth even calls that. That's, yeah. I love that line yeah. where he's like, don't worry, you're not 
like me because you have your mother, mm-hmm. which mother. is and so evident in this episode, out. too, that, like, she doesn't even tell her mom that she's sick, but she finds out and she shows up with chicken noodle soup. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'm here with a giant thing of soup because I thought you were sick. Yeah. For one person. But it was nice to see uh, Seth actually call Sarah and, you know, mm-hmm. let Sarah know about uh, Amber's whereabouts. And he wants to be that father. He should have always been to Amber, which we got. We did get a little bit he of that. He did help yeah. a little. Father, I mean, daughter. she was going to jump in the car and start driving off yeah. while she was wasted. So at least he got her to, like, sleep at his place and just calm down mm-hmm. a little and bit. And can we talk about that scene? Right? Because it's hard from I'm not an actor, but I've heard that it's hard to play drunk, which I think it would be so easy to play She's a drunk person, so but apparently it. it's She's really amazing. hard. And she the way she like sacrificed her body to be like stumbling drunk. Mm-hmm. At one point she just stumbled into the car door and then fell on the ground and then like got back up and I was like, Oh my gosh, this while is like, saying lines. Yeah, while saying yeah, lines. Lines. and it's just so like the littlest it. things that you know, a lot of people who are drunk on TV don't do all that. It's just like, oh, I'm going to sway back mm-hmm. and forth and slur my words. But she really went there with it. And I was like, dang, is she drinking on set? Can I get on there? Like, <laughs> this sounds like a fun set. She's drunk right now. But it I was, thought this it was amazing Yeah, acting. I thought that was one of my favorite scenes of the episode tonight. Yeah, you go, May Whitman. Yeah. She's so good. She's it's amazing. amazing. She's our age. <laughs> yeah. She's talented woman. A great acting. And I love the fact that, yes, I think we're all in agreement that Amber is more like Sarah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more Which like is Sarah. good for Which her. I like. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I am excited to see more of Seth and to see if he can actually step up to the plate um, and mm-hmm. be, be the father. father. And I'm glad that Amber is finally realizing that she has to let go of the anger that she has mm-hmm. for him because she's never going to find happiness if she's holding on to that anger that she has for her father. Talk about daddy issues. Too, because she's already grown up. She doesn't really yeah. need like mm-hmm. a dad to raise her. She just needs someone to be there for her, like loving family support. Yeah. So, Show her what out. a man's supposed and to be like. And she's done with her rebel period. Like you remember the first oh, yeah. season, like she was just a total, like she was all over she the place. She was a loose cannon. So even now when she's all over the place, she still reins it in and is apologetic the next day. Mm-hmm. But all right, so... It was great acting. I just like. I think that was like the best scene of tonight. Just yeah. her going drunk crazy at it. But uh, it's. I I just want to see Amber happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because right now she's she's drinking. Not good. She's like her father. Right now we mm. need to see a lot of people ha- happy. Like Melly, Zeke, Amber, Joel, Julia. I mean, that's like half Drew. the family. Drew. All of them. Oh, yeah. That's half Everybody the family right there. So I feel, I feel like all these Disney people are at a low right now, and someone's not going to make it, but mm-hmm. most of them will. Because you can't have three couples break up on the show all no. at the same time. No. no. Someone's going to come out of this alive and stronger. Mm-hmm. The, the strongest. But who will it be? The who strongest couple this season is uh, Adam and Christina. Yeah. Which so. you think, you know, with her that whole campaign and, and Jasmine being sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. when Crosby and Jasmine are one of the strong couples. That's sad. <laughs> no, something's up. always fighting, too. <laughs> Jasmine. We didn't see Jasmine tonight. No. But, all right. So, anything else on this episode? It was really good. Yeah, I mean, I as a filler, as a filler, we got from point A to point B, 
tonight. I hope more happens next episode. Yeah. More spiciness. I, yeah. I think we'll see some of that. You know, so let's get into some. After Buzz TV News. There you go. I think we're talking All about right. the news. <laughs> the news, so, I think so. My news and gossip isn't very riveting, but I was sick in bed, and I saw that Monica Potter is also sick in bed, according yeah. to Twitter, and she's not <laughs> answering anything. But she just went to the Golden Globes. She's mm-hmm. been super busy lately. I'm pretty sure the whole cast has been yeah. over the last few weeks. So Yeah, so um, I believe we she's actually do on. have some photos uh, okay, so Erica Christensen, she, she I love watching her, uh, seeing her photos and stuff. She, t- I believe, Insta video, um, oh, okay, uh, behind the scenes at the Universal Backlight. That I guess that's mm, you know just the crew. Yeah, seven forty-seven. All right, cool. And then another one, uh, Erica Christensen Aww. tweeted out the ever charming Dax Shepard, and p- both of them are just looking cute on the couch together. Aww. And then. And then uh, Mae Whitman tonight, uh, she she tweeted out today, it was just excited for Parenthood Are Thursday night. With, um, it's her no, arm. It's her arm. On, oh. I took me a second, oh, too, because like I was like, Sorry, that looks crazy. That was oh. On Miles okay. Heiser's <laughs> shoulder. And then another photo, she tweeted it out, the Luncheonette Studios. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, awesome. um, and then, of course, Monica Potter. She just got nominated Aww. for Golden Globes, and Golden Globes just happened this last Saturday, uh, Sunday, okay. um, January 9th, And she tweeted a photo of her and her husband at the Golden Globes. And she looked phenomenal. And I this like picture, <laughs> I actually got to go to the after party for NBC at the Golden Globes this week and be on the red carpet. Fabulous. And the lady next to us on the red carpet called Monica Potter over and she was so sweet because her publicist was rushing her away and Monica was like no I'm gonna go and she came over and she's like I just feel so bad like I don't want to be rude so I'm gonna go do this interview like told her publicist you know like go away I'm gonna do this um, so I kind of was trying to take a picture of her while she was talking to someone else <laughs> but I was like I was like arm distance away from her I was like Monica and I was trying to talk to her about getting her to come in, but I missed my opportunity because by the time she finished that interview, we were interviewing someone, so I didn't get to talk to her. But but you were in her but presence. But I was in her presence, and she was the sweetest lady because, seriously, her publicist straight up said no. And she was like, she turned to her publicist and was like, no, I'm not going to be rude. Like, I feel really bad. I'm going to go Aww. over there, and I'm going to talk to her. That's nice. And That's she great. stayed for, like, a good five-minute interview on the red carpet, which is a lot of time on the red carpet yeah, for someone to stay time. and spend with you. And so it was it was really sweet. That's great. I, I love hearing the those kind of stories. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, uh, she didn't get... Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Jump the gun. So, yeah, very... Uh, but she, she didn't win Golden Globes, but she did put, you know, Parenthood's name in, in that yeah. mix. So go Monica Potter, go represent. Alright, now let's get oh, into predictions. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh. <laughs> We're just confusing Steven tonight. Yes, um, I just want to say props to Lyndon Smith. She plays oh. Natalie on the show. She just uh, got cast. She's going to be a series regular, a new pilot on TNT called Public Morals. It's a 1967 New York City crime drama. Oh. And she's going to be a beatnik with Ed Burns. Ooh, I like you. Oh, that's be, cool. Yeah. So well, bye bye Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she's gone now. <laughs> All right. Oh, but that leaves Amy. Uh, <laughs> they both need to leave. All right. All right. Now predictions. Your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Mm. 
he changed it because he had already <laughs> played the other one five times. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you think is going to happen with Joel and Julia? We see they're – what? Is it divorce? Is this, are they doing a trial I case? So. I think I they're going to do – The a kids sh- are affected. They're crying. Yeah, I think they're going to do a trial sep- separation, see how things go. I don't think that they'll – divorce right away mm. and I think that they might be one of those couples that kind of just stays separated and never really divorces just cause like they mm. never get around to it I hope they g- they never get around to it <laughs> yeah. we're gonna get a divorce we but were, then I need to go get just, eggs like, separated and, yeah. and it's like you know <laughs> why make it official we're not living together you do the laundry taxes the tax thing. breaks are better when you're married and- I hope they get back together I <laughs> no. think they'll separate for a while but I, I hope that they reconcile I don't think they're gonna get divorced yeah, I think they're gonna like not. try out like take it's a break maybe to think of a George or- Julia list yeah, I I don't think they're going to kill off his character. I feel like oh, they're nope. going to get rid of him completely. I feel like they're going to, like, make them have a bad argument and maybe, like, I mean, they've had so many, but, like, have a separation and then bring him back into the picture living with them. You That's know, my prediction. absence makes the hard score fonder. Just saying. Oh, but, and I'm- Sarah and Hank... We yeah, saw that in the preview. They're having they're gonna pro- have some weird romance professional, professional tiff, issue. Tiff. Uh that that Bring should back be the doctor. Bring back yeah. the doctor. Yeah, Carl. Bring back Carl. I know. Um, yeah, guys, Joel and Julia aren't gonna make it. Um because Melly and Zeke have to make it. They can both make it. It's no, not like they have, have to have vote happy. one off the all, island. Yeah, you can't have all, all happy, happy endings. Someone has to. Well, can't they just make Hank and Sarah have a really bad (laughs) situation? But if you think about it, like fifty percent of divorce, uh, divorce, like uh, marriages, end up in divorce, and there are a lot of marriages on the show. Fifty percent of the like couples on the show have to break up. But I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, statistically, two of the kids need to be unhappy. The oldest ones have to stay together (laughs) because they work it out. The youngest ones have to break up. Exactly. I'm just, can't ignore the facts. Stats, man. Stats. Alright, so it should be interesting. Hopefully next week's episode will be like extremely juicy and be like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened, but ugh. Tonight was that yes that transitional episode, but uh, it's still good nonetheless. I mean we're we're getting somewhere with everybody. All right, so to keep this conversation going, wrong soundboard. <laughs> to keep this conversation going, where can we From all executive find producers? you? Oh my I'm sorry, goodness. I'm totally terrible right now. Just, <laughs> what is happening in the booth? So right many now? sound effects. <laughs> all right, Tiana, where can we all find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson, and you can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danica Kennedy. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Please rate and comment us on iTunes, YouTube, all that. And then you can also find Steven in the booth having fun with the soundboard. (laughs) 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 We will see you all next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com.
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.